It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Good morning. It's a Tuesday morning. You've got Jill Welke here to help you do the chores. And we've got a lot of chores to do. We're going to talk about hay storage, grain production, and cost of pollination. I found it very interesting, the article or the press release that I found on the cost of pollination, because I'm not really sure that that's been, you know, measured very often. And it was, I just kind of immersed myself in it and I found it very interesting the with the way they use bees and it just I thought it was kind of a neat uh, article to go through and today you'll be getting to hear from Cheryl Steinbach she's the FFA about the FFA Wisconsin FFA alumni convention she's the executive director and you know sometimes you think those conventions are just all about getting together and having some fun, but they put on a lot of educational uh, sessions, and it just, I found it very interesting what we talked about. And um, this, I should back up a little bit. This last Friday, I went to Stevens Point for the halftime conference for the FFA, and it's just so invigorating to see those FFA members get involved and learn some leadership skills and each chapter could take two members to learn more about leadership skills. So it's not like it's a, a huge endeavor, but they still had, my goodness, I think they had, oh, 150 chapters or so that participated. And there's 250 some chapters in the state. So there was a lot of, lot of, um, lot of members there. And then along came the, uh, advisors and they do some uh, co- committee work and get together and figure out what's going on within that uh, is really what they want to be um, addressing this spring. And I actually sat down and talked to somebody that's going to work on doing an FFA on the Hill. So we'll hear more about that a little later because I I uh, didn't have a chance to get through that audio as I took yesterday off, and and Kristen got to run the show, and that's it was a uh, it was a little bit needed rest. Last week was a little bit much for me, so but we've got to get back to doing our chores, and let's take a look at our weather today. Right now in Eau Claire, it's 33 with light snow falling, and today our high is 35 with a wintry mix in the a.m. Tonight, 27. Tomorrow, 32. Partial sun. Tomorrow night, 27. Thursday, 31 with snow likely. Friday, 26. Saturday, 28. Sunday, 30. And Monday, 28. And partial sun on those days. Right now, northern Wisconsin is in a winter weather advisory. And in Eau Claire and south, there's a winter storm watch. That has to do with our snow that's falling and... You know, we're teetering right on the edge of freezing, so roads could be a little bit interesting out there, so slow down, give yourself a little extra time, but we better get working on some chores right now. Here we are at Wax 104.5 at 5.02, and we better get on to our national news. 
NBC News Radio, I'm Trey Thomas. The White House says there are no visitors' logs at President Biden's Wilmington, Delaware home, where classified materials were discovered. Mark Mayfield with the story. House Republicans have demanded the White House turn over information related to misplaced documents from Biden's time as vice president, including any visitor logs from Biden's private residence. The White House Counsel's Office, in a statement on Monday, said like every president in decades of modern history, his personal residence is personal. Biden is currently facing a special counsel investigation into his handling of classified documents after materials were found at his home and at an office that he previously used in Washington, D.C. At least eight people are injured, one critically, after being shot at an MLK Day event in Florida on Monday. St. Lucie County Chief Deputy Brian Hester says he's disappointed. It's really sad on a day that we're celebrating a leader uh, in in the civil rights movement, Martin Luther King, and a man who was about peace. It happened in Fort Pierce. Police say they believe more than one shooter was involved. All eight victims are adults. Elon Musk trial over a 2018 tweet starts Tuesday in a federal courtroom in San Francisco. Back in August of that year, the Tesla CEO tweeted that he had put together a $72 billion deal for a company buyout. That buyout never happened, and investors sued him. The tweet led to a $40 million dollar settlement with the SEC. A majority of chief economists anticipate a global recession this year. That's according to a survey released by the World Economic Forum as business and government leaders began to gather for its annual meeting in Davos, Switzerland. You're listening to NBC News Radio. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, I guess it's time to feed you some information. Let's talk about the temperatures around the area. We're in Eau Claire, Medford, and Rice Lake. They're all sitting at 33 degrees. Wausau, 34 and cloudy. Green Bay, 40 and cloudy. Marshfield, 33 and foggy. La Crosse, 35. Madison, 37 and cloudy. And Milwaukee, 42 and rain. And in northern Wisconsin, there's a winter weather advisory. And Eau Claire and south... There's a winter storm watch as there is a light snow falling now, and it's that heavy, sloppy, wet stuff that's out there. So we're going to slow down on the roads and uh, give yourself some extra time because that slush it isn't always uh, real nice to drive on and makes things kind of interesting. But we better get going back to our chores, and up next, we're going to have our markets. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And it's time to get to our market sponsored by Rural Mutual Insurance. Let's start out with our cash livestock. Choice fed beef steers are 146 to 160 with mixed at 109.5 to 145.5. Choice fed beef heifers are 145.5 to 160.5 with mixed at 88 to 145. Choice fed Holstein steers are 130 to 140, with select and silage fed steers 84 to 129. Cows are 65 to 105. Bulls are 59 to 99. Butcher hogs are 49 and a half to 66. Sows are 40 and a half to 42 and a half, with boars at 17 to 31. Shorn and unshorn market lambs are both 
115 to 132. Feeder lambs are 125 to 275. Ewes are 75 to a dollar. Small goats are 35 to 255 dollars. Medium goats are 75 to 275 dollars with large goats at 140 to 530 dollars. And nanny goats at 50 to 210 dollars. And we'll roll on over to our futures markets and our live cattle for futures. February 157.72.5, up 17.5 cents. April 160.90, down 2.5 cents. June 157, 157, up 15 cents. August 157.40, up 40 cents. And our feeder cattle markets for January 181.25, a down 87.5 cents. March 182, 87.5, down $1.40. April 187.05, down $1.35. And May 191.07, down $1.27.5. And as you can hear, that market is heading downward. And our lean hog carcasses, February 78.65, down a dime. April 87.27.5, up a dime. May 95.15, up 5 cents. And June 103.87.5, holding steady. And we'll take a look at our Chicago Board of Trade. First, our cat, our corn markets, those are heading downward a bit for what I could see for the months. March corn, 6.69, down 6 cents. Oats, 3.62, down 2 cents. Soybeans, 15.15 for March, down 12 cents. And soybean meal is heading downward at $470 and a half a ton, down $6. And wheat, $829, down 14 and a half cents. And we'll roll on over to our dairy markets. Barrels, 170 and three quarters, down one and three quarters. Our 40 pound blocks are at $2, down eight and three quarters. Our grade AA butter is at 242 and a half, down a half. Our class three milk futures, January 1946, down six cents. February down 19 cents to 18.59. March 18.29, down 11 cents. April 18.50, excuse me, 18.54, down eight cents. And May down 11 cents to 18.95. And those markets were trending downward through the end of the year. So that's a little look at our markets. We've got a next on the agenda is some news. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And let's take a look at our farm news sponsored by Ag Country Farm Credit Services. All hay stored in Wisconsin farms as of December 1st was estimated at almost 2.2 million tons, 3% more than last December, according to the latest USDA National Agricultural Statistics Service crop production report. Hay fed from May 1st to December 1st, 2022 totaled almost 1.5 million tons, compared to just short of 2 million tons the same period in 2021. Nationally, hay stored on U.S. United States farms as of December 1st was almost 72 million tons, a 9% decrease from 2021, and the lowest December 1st stocks since 1954. Hay fed across the nation from May 1st to December 1st totaled almost 
58 million tons. That's down 3% from the same period last year. Record low haystocks are in California, Colorado, and Nebraska, where they've been struggling with an awful lot of drought. And and now California is getting hit with an awful lot of rain. So I don't know if the rain is going to help. The rain should help the drought, but when uh, you get eight inches at once, it kind of puts a, you know, what would we say, a damper on things? Corn for grain production in Wisconsin for 2022 was estimated at 545 million bushels. That's down 1% from last year, according to USDA's Crop Production 2022 summary. Corn yield was estimated at 180 bushels per acre here in Wisconsin on 3 million acres harvested, an increase of 30,000 acres. Corn for silage production was estimated almost 20 million tons. That's up 5% from last year here in Wisconsin. And silage yield was estimated at 22.5 tons per acre, a ton more than last year. 880,000 acres were harvested for silage in 2022 here in Wisconsin. And corn planted for all purposes in Wisconsin in 2022 was estimated at 3.95 million acres. Well, that's a little look at some of those that news, and we're going to uh, do a few more chores, and then we're going to be heading down to uh, listen to Cheryl Steinbach. She's the Wisconsin FFA Alumni Executive Director. We're going to learn about their alumni convention that's being held February 3rd and 4th. There's an awful lot of networking and education that goes on there, and I am planning on heading down there and getting some uh, networking done and do some learning and find out more about the FFA alumni. Agriculture. It's the Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. The wax truck is out adventuring again. And I came across somebody that's very instrumental in the Wisconsin FFA alumni. Cheryl Steinbach, she is the executive director. And man, does that alumni get a lot of stuff done. First thing they do is they have an event coming up here in February. So what are those dates and what's going on? We're really excited that we have our 43rd annual convention and um, annual meeting that will be happening February 3rd and 4th at the Milwaukee Marriott, which is in Waukesha, Wisconsin. And we've got a great convention weekend planned for members. And just checked this morning, our registration is over 250. So we're very excited about providing the opportunities for the people. We're going to kick it off Friday morning. Our council comes in and we have our, our annual meeting that we um, we meet quarterly. And then we also meet once a year at the convention just to make sure that we're on track with everything that we need to be planning as far as our activities throughout the year. And then registration is going to kick off at 11 a.m. and people can come in. We've got a tour scheduled, which the tours are actually full now. So we really um, had a great response to that. They're going to go over to the Mitchell Domes in Milwaukee there to see all the opportunities. There's the Flower Show Dome, there's a Desert Dome, and a tropical dome so they're going to spend some time there and then when they get finished they're going to head over to the american family field for a tour of the stadium to to see what's going on we'll be having people come in all afternoon and be providing um donations and things for our auction we're going to kick off friday night we've got a nice buffet um, that everyone can participate in and then of course it's followed by an auction of various items that are donated by individuals and businesses and chapters 
And then we have Tim O'Grady, who is a musician from the area, that is going to be performing for us that evening. So it should be just a really nice, relaxing chance for everybody to to socialize and, and help support us because our auctions are a big fundraiser for us, too. And yours truly is registered to go, but you have some educational stuff happening, too. So what's that all about? Yep, well, Saturday morning we start right away with our opening session and we have our meetings that we have the individual sections meet and then they get together in larger groups so that the sections that are planning the next upcoming conventions get a chance to to gather and share some information. And then we also have a big annual meeting that will be held in the noon on our lunchtime where we are going to be looking at our current bylaws and making some changes there as well as electing our new vice president. And then that is followed by an afternoon full of all kinds of workshops. And that's what you're talking about as far as opportunities for people. We're going to have a, a speaker that's going to talk about the wooden barn quilts, you know, how you can make one of those or learn some history about that quilt process. Um, there's one called volunteerism, and they're going to talk about the four A's of, about working to be a better volunteer um, because we all know that as we get busy in our work lives, volunteering takes extra time. So some strategies to be a better volunteer. Advocacy, how you can help explain agriculture and the value of agriculture education in FFA and the school programs and education-wise. There's going to be some resources available there for people that are local leaders if they want some help with rosters or tax information and things like that, the national FFA alumni leader, Allie Ellis, is going to be there also to provide some resources for us. Uh, there's one called I'm Alumni Member, Now What? And we're excited. It's going to share with you the ways that you can be involved. You know, we're going to also do a networking activity that's going to be involved in the morning with those section workshops where there's really four roles of being an alumni member. You can be an advocate, you can be a volunteer, you can be a donor, or you can be a mentor. Or you can be all four. One or two, you know, whatever. But when you look at what your role is, not everybody has time to do things. So they maybe provide the financial resources, but maybe they don't have the financial resources, but they could mentor like a CDE team and things like that. So we're going to do a really cool networking event so we can share ideas on how you can be a better member. There's also going to be a workshop from Reflow Environmental Programming where they're going to talk about the new environmental engineering program that they have. The state FFA officers are going to be offering a couple workshops. So it's kind of like when they go to the schools and the students get to do chapter visits, you get to have your own in little interaction with them. One is going to be shooting for growth, and the other one is going to be um, citing in on social media. So it will help alumni how they can utilize um, those resources to be better members as well. We also are going to have a speaker there from Milwaukee, Vincent. The ag program that they have is exceptional, so they're going to highlight some of the things that they do there, being an inner city, how they actually bring the farm right to the school. And then we're going to look at um, who's missing in the FFA alumni and supporters. So we make sure that we provide an opportunity for everybody to know that there is a role, whether you were an FFA or not, there's something for you to do in the alumni so you can help, help out and be a valuable resource to support them. So those are all excellent um, workshops that we got planned. That'll culminate then at the end of those. The na the state FFA officer team will do their annual reflections program, which is always inspirational for our alumni members. You know, just to reflect on things that have happened in the year and 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 how valuable life is. And then we'll have our evening banquet where we'll be giving out numerous awards from outstanding chapters and some individuals that will be recognized as well. 
And then that will be followed again by another auction um, where we actually highlight baskets or in items. And this year it's going to be painting stuff that the past state officer team had at their state convention. They always donate it to our auction, and then that money proceeds goes to the Wisconsin FFA Foundation. So we're really excited to see what they're going to be providing for us this year. And then the end of the evening is going to be something a little different. We're really excited about a little surprise. We've got a, a couple of gentlemen that have worked really hard, and, and they debuted, and they're going to give us some surprise entertainment. So There's a lot of stuff going on. Where do you come up with all the ideas to do these different workshops? Each year we have a, a, their, a annual committee, and the committee this year is, is sections 4, 5, and 10. And they are working together to organize their, the things that they want. So next year there's another group. And so each group has their own individual. Obviously the annual meeting and, and the concept that we have workshops and section meetings, that's standard. But as far as what they want to offer is, is planned strictly by those volunteers. Now the council members from each of the sections serve on the committees, but we also have a lot of volunteers who are not council members. They're just regular ordinary alumni members at the local level that want to support. So they get together. They've been meeting. Now this group's been planning for three years. So when I say we get together and, and we plan, it's not something that happens overnight. So they've been working three three years on this, but they have individual groups that take on the workshops, another group that will take on the tours, and, you know, just overall everything that we're going to offer, they, they share their ideas. Obviously, if there's a special area of concern or something that the council sees that we want to be emphasizing as well, we reach out to them and, and uh, let them know that we maybe have a special need or an interest in a specific area too. So these workshops are really fit for the area or fit for the need. Exactly. And so we realize that every FFA alumni member maybe has a different interest, maybe has a different need. You know, some people are very actively engaged. Some people, I'll be honest with you, come down to our convention because it's their weekend away. They get their chance just because they want to have a chance to, you know, have some fun and, and do some networking. So maybe they're wanting just to learn something new or see something that's of interest. So we try to provide something for everybody. In order to put on this convention, you guys need to do some fundraising. You talked a little about your auctions. Kind of in a nutshell, what do you guys do to put all this together? We do a, a solicitation earlier in the year um, for the sponsorship. We have people that can contribute at various different levels, all the way up to our diamond sponsors of $2,500. So they can give a little bit or a lot. And some of the businesses are repeat um sponsors for us and then depending on where it's located sometimes they only want to help us out if it's in their area so we have a, a long list of sponsors that contribute to help cover a lot of the costs that we have um, initially and then we fundraise at the actual convention like i said we have the two uh, auctions that evening that generates funds for us that allows us to conduct some of our business during the year but a couple of years ago, we realized we're close to 30,000 members across the state now, and we need to provide an opportunity for everybody to be allowed to support us. So in, in doing that, we started an online auction as well that we hold now every fall, and so that generates money for us. Um, we get items that our businesses donated or individuals donate, and then we run that for two weeks, and that raises funds for us. We also have like 50-50s sometimes at convention, or maybe they do a drawing bucket. We've got raffle licenses to run all kinds of raffle events, and we also have ongoing raffle that's a yearly raffle if we if we want to offer that. 
This convention is coming up pretty soon. So when is it and where is it again? Friday and Saturday, February 3rd and 4th of 2023, just around the corner. And it's at the Milwaukee Marriott West, which is in Waukesha. It's just off the exit, so it's really easy to find. It's all in sheltered in one building, and it's just going to be a great time. We're really looking forward to it. And that was Cheryl Steinbach. She is the executive director for the Wisconsin FFA alumni. And I'm Jill Welke from the northern end of the world's longest barn here in Eau Claire. Thanks, Cheryl, for that update. And as I said, I'm looking forward to going on down there and finding out what is going on at the convention. And we are going to be heading on over to uh, Rocky and hearing what he has to be, hear what the markets were for yesterday in just a little bit. But we better get a few more chores done. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And as promised, I've got Rocky Olson from Premier Livestock here at 530. Now, is it snowing over your way? I have not seen any snow yet. Well, it was just kind of slopping on me on the way up, so it might be coming to you yet. All right. So what happened with the markets yesterday? Uh, Thank you, Joe. Good morning, everyone. This is how yesterday's auction shaped up here at Premier Livestock. We had a busy Monday as usual, uh, selling right at 1,000 head of livestock on the uh, Fed Holstein Steers, high choice and prime, 137 to 146. Low choice and selects, 126 to 136. Choice beef steers and heifers, 138 to 150. Market cows, high yielding, 73 to 92. Most cows, 57 to 72. Market bulls, high yielding, 90 to a dollar four. Lower yielding, lightweight. Uh, 89 and down. Uh, mark, uh, uh, high yielding market bulls 90 to 104, lower yielding 89 and down. Certified organic cows uh, sold higher yesterday. Uh, better cows from 97 to 123, lower yielding uh, kind of from 96 and down. Newborn Holstein bull calves, big run of them yesterday, very strong market, uh, mostly from 100 to 270 per head. Your beef calves 150 to 395. Uh, so very strong market there. Today, Tuesday, we're going to have our big feeder cattle auction. It's going to be our special sale. We're expecting 800 to 1,000 head of feeder cattle uh, and bred beef cows. We're featuring a complete beefer dispersal of 55 Hereford, Red Baldy, Black Baldy, and Red Angus cross cows, all bred Red Angus due for spring calving. Expecting about 100 bred cows. Uh, beef cows, if you're bringing some for the sale, they need to be in by 9 o'clock a.m. for preg checks. Uh, beef cows will sell first at 11, and then they'll be followed by feeder cattle. Wednesday, uh, dairy cattle auction this week. Really nice lineup of dairy cattle. That's going to get underway at 11 o'clock a.m. We have 150 uh, Holstein Parlor freestall cows, top-notch quality from some of our best consigners. Uh, we also have a 75-cow Holstein tie stall herd, uh, some exceptional Holstein spring and heifers. Full details at premierlivestockandauctions.com. Uh, questions, call us 715-229-2500. Don't forget we have a hay auction uh, Every Wednesday at 9.30 in the morning here, guys. Been all qualities of hay and bedding for that sale. And also uh, spring machinery uh, auctions coming up on March 24th. Call with any questions for that. And that's the way it's shaped up, Jill. And your uh, machinery auction, are you filling up the lot already? It just starting to trickle in a little bit. Uh, it's a little ways off. But, yeah, like they say, the people that do the best are the people that have it sitting here the longest. So. 
I suppose everybody gets to see it as they go by, right? You bet. The highway, all the traffic in and out, very, very important. That's the best advertising you could do. So, Absolutely. Well, you have a great day. You too. Thank you. And that was Rocky Olson from Premier Livestock. We're going to do just a few more chores, and then we're going to be seeing what's happening with the weather. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, I am waiting with anticipation to hear what Mike Dandria has to say about the weather. Well, that uh, puts puts a lot of pressure on me, Jill. Well, it's kind of interesting weather, so I don't think you're going to have to work too hard. No, nah, it's, uh, it's, it's certainly going to be interesting going into tomorrow. So for today, well, things will remain rather quiet as we've had the remnants of that system from yesterday that brought us that rain. We're just seeing a few lingering snow showers and those mostly fizzling out by about the mid-morning hours. Maybe just a flurry to take us through today, but again, things remain largely quiet. Highs hang out in the mid-30s for most of today with a mainly cloudy sky. Staying cloudy through tonight and quiet with upper 20s for our lows. Most of tomorrow is expected to stay quiet as well with a mainly cloudy sky. Maybe a peak or two of sunshine, but with high pressure that's well off to our northwest, we'll start to see some cooler air funneled in, and that'll come into play going into tomorrow night as we start to see those chances at some snow showers heading our way that could be heavy at times, especially a little further towards the south. Now, it's a little too early to tell the snowfall accumulations. That's something that we'll be watching for over the next couple of model runs. But some of those snow showers may linger into Thursday morning and potentially into the early afternoon before things start to quiet down and highs hang out into the low 30s on Thursday again. More seasonal on Friday and Saturday, mostly cloudy, mid to upper 20s. Sunday, we have a quick bump up in our temperatures with low 30s and partly sunny. And then Monday, also mostly cloudy and highs into the upper 20s. But right now, we just have a very light snow shower, just a a couple snowflakes falling here and there with a few raindrops trying to mix in and a temperature of 33 degrees. I think it's a little bit of a savior that we're not below the freezing mark, aren't we? Well, a little bit. I mean, there's still some slick spots on those untreated roads, but the main roads may have a slick spot or two, but mostly fine. Uh, But yeah, going into Thursday, that's where we'll have uh, some of those impacts likely happening. Well, I decided to take 53 up today because I looked at uh, 94 and the semis weren't moving the fastest and there was an awful lot of flashing lights up there. Yeah, so it's best to, you know, make sure that you have those alternative routes and especially if you need to head anywhere Thursday morning, it's good to have a plan in place uh, much like that where it's like I could take this road instead of, you know, XYZ, so to speak. Well, absolutely. Well, I look forward to hearing from you again tomorrow. All right, Joe, we'll talk to you then. All right. And that was Mike Dandria from the TV 13 Weather. And we're going to slide on over to hear from Morgan McCarthy because Morgan is in the house. Good morning. Here's what we're learning today. A little bit of an update on a story that we talked about yesterday. The suspect in Saturday's shooting in downtown Chippewa Falls is due in court later today. Prosecutors not saying much about the case, including what led up to the shooting. The victim called police Saturday night and said she'd been shot. Investigators say the suspect and victim know each other. They're not offering many other specifics. Meanwhile, an Eau Claire man is in critical condition after a snowmobile crash that happened in Barron County Saturday. Deputies say Eric Zimmerman was on the uh, trail when he went off and struck a tree. Sheriff's Office there saying speed and alcohol both played a role in that crash.
Across the state, the sheriff in Kenosha says deputies opened fire on a suspect who pointed a weapon at them, and that suspect is now in the hospital. Deputies on leave as that investigation begins. This all happened yesterday afternoon near Highway 45 in the town of Paris. Sheriff says that the suspect was speeding away from officers, then crashed in a field, and that's when the shooting started. State Department of Justice now handling that investigation. Well, across the union, there were plenty of celebrations to honor the life of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. yesterday, and that includes here in Wisconsin. Lawrence University President Lori A. Carter was the featured speaker at this year's official Martin Luther King Day celebration at our state capitol. Sounded like this. Dr. King challenged us to examine ourselves and ask if we are really working toward the goal of justice, sacrifice, suffering, and struggle are not easy to undertake. They are not for the faint of heart. Wisconsin's annual event is the oldest MLK Day observance in the nation. Other commemorations took place around our state. When it comes to bail reform in Wisconsin, that could be on the ballot. They're taking a step toward that process today with 715 Newsroom coverage. Take us to the Capitol, Johnny. The proposed constitutional amendment will be before the full state Senate later today. Lawmakers already approved the plan, which would allow judges in the state to consider how dangerous a suspect is while setting bail. Republicans at the Capitol want to approve it a second time in enough time to get the amendment on the April ballot. I'm John DeMaster. Well, the nice thing about winter is we don't see many snakes in Wisconsin, but in Florida, well, they're out, right, Brian? State wildlife officials say the suspects are facing charges ranging from second-degree misdemeanors to third-degree felonies. During Operation Viper, nearly 200 snakes from seven different regions of the globe were bought or sold by undercover investigators. The illegal activity took place mainly through specialized websites and closed social media pages. Wildlife authorities say some of the snakes they encountered were among the most dangerous in the world. I'm Brian Shook. Oh, there. We don't have that. We have some sloppy and slushy weather out there today, but no snakes uh, or mosquitoes either. Always the winter bright side in Wisconsin. But we do head back to the barn. Chores always have to be done with Joe Welke and the Midwest Farm Show on Wax 104.5. Well, I agree that I just do not have snakes this time of the year and mosquitoes not having them now. That is a plus for me, too. So we better get some more chores done, and then we're going to slide on over to some farm news. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And here's another farm, some more farm news, as promised. I came across an interesting press release from the USDA with data collected from the National Agricultural Statistics Service that gives the cost of pollination for crops in different regions of the U.S. Wisconsin is part of Region 1, the north, and that's the northeast, northeast part of the continental United States. So that's like Wisconsin and eastward, and you've got New Hampshire and Vermont and Ohio are part of that uh, Region 1. Blueberries cost the most to pollinate at $89.40. Excuse me. Blueberries cost the most to pollinate at $98.40 per colony and $179 per acre. The total cost of pollination for blueberries in Region 1 in 2022 was $8.56 million. And the total acres of blueberries that paid for pollination in 2022 was 45900 Coming in second was cranberries, and they cost $185 per acre, 
with the total cost of pollination for cranberries in Region 1 in 2022 at $5.3 million, with the total acres of cranberries that paid for pollination at 27700 And the cost to pollinate apples in Region 1 was $43.80 per acre, with the total cost of pollinating those apples here in Region 1 for 2022 was just short of $3.7 million. And the total acres of apples that paid for pollination in 2022 was 68400 in Region 1. Here in Region 1, 203,400 acres paid for pollination on an average cost of $91 per acre with over 250,000 colonies used, with an average price per colony of $87.50. Total value of pollination for tree fruit, melons, berries, and vegetables, along with another category in Region 1, was almost $22 million in 2022. That has to do with our little buddies, the bees. They get out there and work, and I know there's a local beekeeper that has their bees here in Wisconsin and then they move them to California to pollinate out there and then they go down to Texas before they come back here. So those bees actually put on a lot of more miles riding in a semi than uh, we realized, that I ever realized. I didn't even know that that was uh, such a business out there and I think it's really just started growing more and more as the need arises. Well, we better get moving on to our markets here at Wax 104.5. But after we do, another, some more chores. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And it's quarter to six out there at 33 degrees with some light snow falling. And it's time to hear from Sparta Equity and Hut Eamon. Fed cattle selling steady today with the Highland Choice beef steers and heifers, 157 to 167. The Choice and Select beef steers and heifers, 146 to 156. The Dairy Cross steers, 137 to 152. The Highland Choice Holstein steers, 137 to 143. The Choice and Select Holstein steers, 126 to 136. With the unfinished steers, heifers and heavy steers, 125 and down. Cow market steady today with the Highland cows, 72 to 82, topping at 86. The cutters and utilities, 56 to 71, with the low yielding and canner cows, 55 and down. Organic market today with results from the January 16th sale, with most organic cows bringing 105 to 120, topping at 123. The thin and small cows, 84 to 104, with the organic steers and heifers, 117 to 132. Bull market steady with most bulls bringing 80 to 90, with the thin, full, and bulls over a ton discounted at 79 and down. Calves today sold by the pound of the steady market with 80% of the Holstein bull calves bringing from 80 to 150, topping at 190. Quality Holstein heifer calves, 10 cents to 60 cents. The quality beef calves, 210 to 340. With the light and poor quality calves, 10 to 60 cents per pound. Just a reminder, our next sale will be Wednesday, January 18th, starting at 10 a.m. with fed cattle, followed by bulls, cows, and calves. This is Hot Aim at Equity Livestock in Sparta with this marketing update, and we thank you for your business. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And as promised, I've got Jerry Fitzgerald from Equity Stratford on the line, ready to tell me about the markets in from yesterday. Well, good morning to you, Jill. And I guess, first of all, uh, 
Uh, how are the roads over in your part of the world? They were just wet this morning. I think the saving grace for a bunch of my roads are uh, it's not freezing on them. Yeah, well, the problem we have over here is the the main roads are, you know, pretty good, wet, but uh, oh, the side roads are horrible. You know, it just uh, take a long time to get all that ice melted off, you know. Yeah, well, my yard is a disaster. I'm very, very careful where I walk in my yard. Well, you got to bring your car about uh, two feet from the house so you have one step to make to get out and go in the house. Uh, that's about it. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I can relate to that. So, Well, anyway, we better tell the folks about what's going on here at Equity Stratford. How about we do that? Absolutely. Jill, thank you, and good morning again. And a uh, summary from yesterday, a very busy Monday here at Equity Stratford yesterday. We'll start with the cow market. High-yielding, fleshy Holstein cows on yesterday's auction are selling from 77 to 87, topped out at 88 and a half. Uh, most of the cows yesterday selling from 56 to 76. Uh, thinner cows, lighter carcass cows below 55. On the bull trade, your better quality bulls this week are at 85 to 95, lighter weight bulls below 85. On the calf market yesterday, again a big run of calves here on Monday. Uh, a very good demand on the on the top quality calves. Good quality bull calves weighing ninety two hundred and thirty pounds are selling from one hundred to two hundred twenty five, topping at two thirty five on the bull calves. Uh, heifer calves mostly selling between thirty and eighty, and your beef calves very strong demand yesterday one seventy five to three seventy five topping at 380 on those uh, beef calves. And uh, Tuesday on the way here this morning at Equity Stratford at 10 o'clock, we got a very busy day planned here today. Uh, first of all, we do get started at 10 o'clock, like I mentioned. Uh, hay and bedding auction, folks, we got a lot of hay for your consideration today. Uh, small squares, a lot of round bales, both first and second crop. So that will be sold at 10 o'clock. 11 o'clock will be our dairy auction, and we do have a a lot of cattle for that sale today. We have a consignment of 30 springing Holstein heifers. Most of those will be Holsteins, a few fleck beasts. Again, these are raised in freestalls, so they're adapted. They can go anywhere. And again, uh, a lot of these are real close-up springing heifers. So if you're looking for something like that, we will have those. Also, we do have a consignment of uh, recently fresh Holstein cows. All these cows are fresh uh, a month or past. And they're parlor freestalls adapted all stall. We have another consignment of parlor freestall Holstein cows, all stages of the lactation. So a big selection of dairy cattle for you today. That'll be 11 o'clock time. After the dairy sale today, we will do a first market auction, including organic market cows. Our feeder cattle sale this week be on Wednesday at 12.30. And our Thursday auction at start at 11. So, folks, a uh, busy week continues today here at Stratford. And we'll be back here tomorrow to give an update on what's going on. Again, um, do drive careful, folks. I know the main roads aren't just too bad, but side roads are, uh, for lack of a better word, some of them are just treacherous. So do drive careful. Well, it's awful good to be careful going across the parking lots, too. <laughs> well, yeah, even getting from your house to your car is, is sometimes a big deal, you know. So. Yep. And uh, But it's a challenge, and again, we want to, uh, like we uh, um, Chris and I were talking yesterday, you know, the truckers really are doing a good job. And so uh, if they're a little bit late in picking up your stuff, just don't be, uh, you know, just uh, got to be understanding because they're facing a lot of obstacles right now. Absolutely. All right, Jill, you take care and we'll talk to you tomorrow morning. Absolutely. And that was Jerry Fitzgerald from Equity Stratford. We're going to do a few more chores and then we're going to be hitting some of the things coming up. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 
And I feel like I've been neglecting some of the things that are happening, the events that are happening around the area. But, well, let's give you a little rundown. Farmer and Rural Lobby Day is happening on January 18th. That's tomorrow from 10 to 4 in Madison. And it's put on by the Wisconsin Farmers Union. And you needed to register ahead of time, but I'm betting if you reached out, you probably could get in on that. The Nutrient Management Workshops, there's one on Thursday at 1 to 4 at the Eau Claire County Land and Conservation Division. And those workshops are at the Ag and Resource Center in Altoona. And there are conferences going on starting, well, there's one tomorrow in Menominee. It's the ARM Services hosts their 13th annual Winter Ag Conference in Menominee. That's on Wednesday at the Stout Ale House. Starting at, ooh, um, event uh, encourages farmers to arrive at 9 o'clock with the conference kicking off at 9.30 and running till 3.30. And if you grow cranberries, there's the Wisconsin Cranberry School. That is January 18th and 19th, so Wednesday and Thursday at the Glacier Canyon Conference Center in Wisconsin Dells. And one more thing, we've got the 2023 Chippewa Valley Egg Conference on Thursday, January 19th. That's from 9.30 to 3.30 at the Chippewa Valley Technical College on 4000 Campus Road in Eau Claire. It's at the Energy Education Center. So that's not the one right here in uh, the middle of town. It's at the Energy Education Center, Chippewa Valley Technical College. And um, they have keynote addresses, and they it sounds like it's very interesting with the breakout sessions to learn more. And to get uh, moving on a little bit farther here, we've got our market sponsored by Northside Elevator. We're going to look at our Chicago Board of Trade. Corn for March is at six sixty nine down six cents. Oats three sixty two down two cents. Soybeans for March fifteen fifteen down twelve cents. Soybean meal for March is at four hundred seventy dollars and a half a ton down six dollars. And wheat for March is at eight twenty nine down fourteen and a half cents. And our country elevator prices: wheat and wheat and grain chip falls location six fourteen for corn and fourteen fifty six for soybeans. Connorsville location six fourteen and fourteen fifty one. Golden Plum from Arcadia, six forty three for their corn. In Baldwin, six twenty six and fourteen forty three for soybeans. Duran, six seventeen and fourteen thirty eight. Mondovi, six twenty eight and fourteen forty two. Elmwood, six twenty six and fourteen forty seven. Fall Creek is at six oh eight for corn and fourteen twenty two for soybeans. Osseo, six thirty one. For corn and fourteen forty seven for soybeans, Elk Mound six seventeen and fourteen forty one, Sparta six fourteen and fourteen thirty seven, Ellsworth five ninety seven and thirteen ninety three, and Northside Elevator Loyal location six fourteen and fourteen forty five at the Arcadia location six sixty three. Excuse me, 633 and 1447. That's the Arcadia location of Northside Elevator, 633 and 1447. At our ethanol plants, Boyceville, 639. Stanley, 631. New Richmond, 628. And rolling on over to our dairy markets. Barrels are 170 and three quarters, down one and three quarters. Our 40-pound blocks are at $2, down eight thirty. 
and three quarters. And our gray double A butter is at 242 and a half, down a half. And our class three milk futures, January 1946, down six cents. February 1859, down 19 cents. And March, down 11 cents to 1829. Got a few more chores to do, but that's what I have for you for the farm show. And our temperature right now is at 33 with light snow falling. And our high today is 35 with a wintry mix this a.m. Tomorrow or tonight is the low of 27. Tomorrow, 32 and partial sun. And remember, take care of yourself, take care of each other. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report, available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Montovi and the Chilson family of Ram dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadar. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.